Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. There may be some voices in the background here. We are starting the QLT event tomorrow. And so a few people have come in town and we just got finished with dinner and everyone's having conversations and drinking a bit of wine. So it's a lot of fun, but it's a big, full, noisy house, which is great. Anyway, today's episode is about your soul's purpose, your inspired path. What are you here to do? Well, most humans are here just for the joy ride. They'll expand no matter what happens. But those of us who are emotionally sensitive, we've come here to shake things up and to make an impact and to discover who we truly are. We don't really make an impact until we start living that authentic life. Everything you want is on the other side of your fear. And what we all fear is that part of ourselves that we're trying to hide or pretend that is working when it's not working. In this episode, Joshua talks about that. Most of the people on the call are first time ever on a Joshua live call. And they're in a foundations course. They're the first ever to take the course. There's 100 people taking it all over the world. There will be a new foundations course starting in about two weeks. Send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you all the information. This is a very inexpensive program. There's a group of people doing it at the same time, but there's no coaching calls or coaches or partners. You will have access to the Joshua Live calls, but once you're in the course, you can take the course as many times as you like. And then you always have access to all the meditations and all Joshua live calls. Send me an email and I'll send you all the information about it. All right. Thanks again for being here. Like, subscribe, leave a review, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Tell your friends about this. So many people are sharing this with people they never thought would be into spirituality and it resonates with more people than you think. So thanks for everything you do and get ready for the show. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Hi, Joshua. Joshua. Well, if you think where you are in this life, it's an interesting idea to pretend that you don't know who you are, pretend that you really don't understand how reality is working, pretend that you're not really, pretend that you're not really connected to everyone, pretend that your reality is outside of you, and have an experience based on this game of pretending. Well, you did this when you were a child. You had a lot of games of pretending. And it didn't really matter to you at the time because you were fully connected to your inner self and you were generally receiving thoughts of love and thoughts of connection. You were feeling love until at some point something happened where you got off track a bit and you started to adopt the belief system of those older people who were around you, your parents, your teachers, your society at large. At some point, one of these people or many of these people told you you were wrong They wanted to keep you safe and you were doing something that from their perspective caused them fear. And so they acted on an urge to change you so they could mitigate that fear and feel a little bit better themselves. Well, that's all part of this process. And so imagine that you are this powerful being in the non-physical. You carefully decided what kind of life you wanted to live. You planned it out. You had lots of support, lots of advisors, and you chose to come in at the exact time and date of your birth, to those parents, to that society, to those conditions of your youth. You're born at this time to experience something, and we will call it expansion. Now, what does expansion really mean? It means that when you have a thought, an experience, when someone new comes in your life, when you manifest something new, you are existing at one vibration, and then the thing is attracted to you, and you become another vibration. You expand your vibration when you interact with whatever it is. Now, just imagine the thought form is a vibration and you're feeling good and having fun with your friends 
And the thought form comes in and you get this brilliant idea to say something funny and everyone laughs hysterically and you believe now that you are funny or you say something intelligent and your parents say, wow, where did you get that idea? That's really brilliant. And now you form this identity around your intelligence. Well, what's really happening is one vibration's interacting with you. It's personalized to your vibration. You believe it's your own thought. And that thought form is added to your vibration. It's with you forever. Any vibration that's added to your vibration is with you forever. And you expand. The thought form comes in as one vibration. You exist at another vibration. You blend those two together. And you become something more, an expanded version of you. This is happening lots of times all day long. You can see it when some big event happens and you know for sure that you've changed somehow, but it's happening all the time without you really realizing what's happening. And when you're finished with this life and you decide to return back to the non-physical, you will take with you the value of that expansion. Now, for those of you who are on this call and listening to a later date, you came to shake it up. You came to come to another level. You came to explore this very interesting reality at this very interesting time. And you've done this many times before. You wouldn't be here listening to this information now if you weren't a intrepid, maverick, researcher, discoverer, investigator, explorer. You are seeking that, that which is new, that which could never have been possible before. And you are coming into this life to really look at one specific subject in more detail. And we'll, we'll call this your life's purpose. Now, here's the interesting thing about a life's purpose. If you're here to discover it in more detail and to expand through that, well, you'll investigate and explore one half of that idea. And at some point, you'll reach what we call the inversion point. And you'll flip it around. You'll change up your approach to life. And now you'll start investigating the other side of that idea. Gary talked with a friend today. It was very clear that her life purpose was to discover connection and where best to discover connection than in a world, in a planet, in a dimension, in a reality that feels separate. The illusion of separation must be a very powerful explorer to come and explore connection. And so she can see that in the first part of her life, in her childhood, it was all about disconnection. It was all about separation. It was all about believing that she was not part of a family, a group of friends, a clique, or anything special. She was an individual. While she had certain experiences of connection with some friends, generally speaking, she could tell that her life was about disconnection separation. But this led her on a trajectory, and she found teachings along the way and got clarity and fully investigated that subject matter. And as she's learning more about herself and who she truly is, she's coming to the conclusion that for the rest of her life, it's all about diving into the subject of connection rather than disconnection or separation. But this is happening to all of you. And so if you will trace back to your childhood and maybe look at a theme that is unlike other people you know, something peculiar happened in childhood, something that was a little bit different in your youth, and you can put a finger on it and maybe you can identify one half of a theme that you were exploring. And generally, we would say that you're probably exploring the lack-based, fear-based, darker side of that idea. And then to invert and then to lean in and 
to that subject matter to discover it fully and to become authentic yourselves is to live the life and joy that you intended to live, is to live the life of absolute freedom, absolute authenticity, and to discover who you truly are, which is the source creator of your reality. But there's one interesting thing about that inversion point. You'll have to become the person you were always afraid of becoming. You have to become the person that always lacked what you wanted. You'll have to become the opposite of who you've been your entire life. And there's a bit of fear in doing that. But the fear is nothing compared to the magnificence that you are. And to overcome or put that fear in perspective, first you have to understand yourself. First you have to understand who you are in the non-physical and how you chose to come down here in this reality and play this game at a higher level with a higher perspective, with a higher emotional sensitivity. You don't know who you are. You feel separate from all that is. But it's not true. It's just the illusion. And you are more powerful than this illusion. The way to rise above the illusion is to shift your perspective by saying, who am I to have these abilities? Who am I to have this intelligence? Who am I to be such a maverick seeker and explorer? Who am I to have such a high perspective? Who am I to have the value and benefit of all the people around me who are showing me a reflection of who I've been being all this time? Who am I to be so powerful that I could invert this and believe that I could be something so much more than I think I am? This is the aspect of you that's been waiting to come out. And you come out by understanding that the fear is nothing. What you fear, your deepest, darkest, most dreaded thing is nothing compared to who you truly are. A lot of humans don't understand that they're swimming in an environment of fear, that fear is all around them. The things they say they don't want to do based in fear, the things they say they do not prefer based in fear, based in trying to prove themselves or protect themselves or maintain this inaccurate identity. There is nothing to fear in this physical reality, nothing at all. And we'll from occasion, point out that there's only two kinds of fear, that which is rational, where you could do some harm to the physical body or even lose your life. That's a rational fear. And certainly there's a survival instinct in there to keep you on guard from that sort of rare occasion where you find yourself facing a lion in your living room. But the vast majority, 99.9% .9 of your fears are all irrational and are all based in this false identity. When you endeavor to see yourself as who you truly are and shift that perspective upwards, letting go completely of that limiting identity that you're holding on to and realizing that if you were born in a different country to different parents, going to a different school with a different ideology and a different society, you would have a different identity. You would not identify as who you are now. This identity is completely fabricated based on experiences you had in your youth that you could not perceive from where you are now. If you think about your past and anything that you wanted to avoid, well, is based in some experience of your past interpreted by a younger version of you that was not equipped as you are now because you have more information now, you know yourself a little bit better now. And you're moving in a direction to discover the authentic nature of who you are. This is why you came. This is the reason for being here. 
If you take this idea of shifting your perspective and letting go of this identity and noticing that the fear is irrational, then you could always push past the fear and realizing that you're always connected to your inner self and you're always receiving guidance at every moment. And that the only thing that matters is how you're perceiving yourself. If you could perceive yourself as more true to who you are, even if you don't believe it right now, you'll be taken on an adventure to discover that. In fact, you've been on that adventure your whole life, but you haven't been listening. You listened enough that you could get to this information and be on this call right now, listen to what we're saying. And that's really amazing. That's really wonderful. But there's a lot of inspiration that you will not do because it does not fit with the identity you're holding on to. You might say, I would never do this, or I would never do that, or I'm not the kind of person that would do this. That is not me. That's wrong. That's bad. And if you judge anything and say anything's wrong or bad, it's based in fear. You can know that for sure. You could always know that for sure. There is no wrong or bad in this reality. And if you're judging something as wrong or bad, you're trying to protect yourself based on this identity that is not true. That identity is going to come apart for you bit by bit by bit as you reach these higher perspectives, because you cannot maintain any inauthenticity at these levels. See, the true magnetic, receptive, attractive vibration for you and all of you is the authentic self. It's the understanding of yourself as who you truly are. And that authentic self cannot live side by side with the inauthentic identity. It is not possible. Every manifestation event, every negative emotion you've ever felt in your entire life was due to this identity. It was due to you trying to be something that you thought others would like, love, and appreciate, that you could evade, escape, or protect yourselves from negative emotion. We want you now to think of negative emotion as a gift, as a superpower, as a guidance system that allows you to know, are you operating within an authentic representation of who you truly are, or are you operating within this false identity? You'll know by how you feel in response to thoughts and manifestation events and interactions with others. If you are being authentic, there would literally be nothing that would upset you. If you were truly being authentic, there'd be no need for guidance because you're operating as who you truly are. Authentic. You came in unique. You came in with abilities and talents and superpowers and very strong intentions. You set everything up perfectly. You may look back and say, I would have done that differently, but that's only from a limited perspective. From the higher perspective, it's exactly what you intended. And it got you here. So there's the proof of that. You could not be here. Otherwise, you could not understand this information if you had a more limited perspective. There are not millions of people on these calls. There are not hundreds of millions of people listening to this at a later date. There are many. And there are many like you who came together. Everyone on this call made the intention to someday meet up and come together. And so we say, if you are alone in your part of the world, having no friends who are understanding this information, having no one really to talk to about it, well, there's some part of your identity that's not letting you do that because it's the most natural thing in the world. And so we say, dive into the people who are here, connect, 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 look at 
the life that you were born into and the society and the parents and what your life looked like as a child, what happened at that time, what were the feelings that you felt? What did you really want? What do you really want now? And notice that those things come from a limited perspective of yourself. If you knew who you truly were, you'd have no idea what you wanted. You would not need anything. You would not birth strong desires. You would have no longing for anything. You would not want to be different in any way. You'd accept yourself as perfect and your life is perfect and everything else is perfect and all others is perfect. And your entire reality, which is you as perfect as well. You'd accept it all. You'd feel very good. You'd have a very high perspective. And the only things you would have to think about at that point in your life is what's on the other side of that inversion line. I've explored this subject for most of my life now, and now I'm ready to explore the other side of that. What could be waiting there for me? And we tell you what's waiting for you is the unimaginable. Unimaginable. And when you have unimaginable experiences, what will that do? Well, you cannot have an unimaginable experience without seeing yourself from a higher perspective. And this launches you like a rocket to higher and higher and higher and higher perspectives. This is what you came for. The chance to leap in perspective from some trajectory that you created to another understanding of who you truly are. When you get there, you'll be thrilled. You'll be amazed. You'll remember. The forgetting part of this journey is all at the lower densities in more fear. And as you break free from those lower limited densities into a higher density, you will begin to remember who you are and you will be activated to invert and to live the life that no human has ever lived before, to create things that no one has ever created before, to live outside of any boxes, to not care about what anyone else wants or what anyone else thinks, and to realize you did this for you, for past versions of you, for your friends and family, to be an example, and to move the mass consciousness of this planet to the next level. If you can think about that, and how much more there is going on here than you can imagine, how much more you affect and effect everything in this reality, how powerful you are, what could you do what could you become if you considered that for just a minute? We're thrilled to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I have a question. Excellent, Jerry. Joshua, if we if we are attracting our thoughts through our vibration, which comes first, our vibration or our thoughts? We'll start by imagining your birth into this incarnation. The moment you were born, you exhibited a vibration. Now, can you imagine the vibration you must have been emitting at that time? Pure, authentic, loving, understanding you'd be taken care of, trusting in others, and thrilled to be here. And you attracted a lot of thoughts. They matched and resonated with that. You had 
clear connection to your inner self. There was no resistance whatsoever from communication coming from your inner self. You couldn't speak the language. You couldn't identify the objects in the room. You understood who your mother and father were and maybe your siblings from the sound of their voices, but you had never seen them before. So you had to let that flow into your consciousness. And so you're immediately attracting thoughts. You're attracting food and comfort and care and love and affection and every single thing you needed. And then something happened. Then you got hungry. This is an unusual experience. And you couldn't imagine why you're having this experience. You didn't even know it was hunger. You just did not like the feeling. And so because you're emotionally sensitive, you wailed and cried and screamed and thrashed. And very soon, someone came and fed you. And you thought, wow, that took a long time. Seemed like eons. I had to go with that feeling. What is that feeling? I've never felt this feeling before. And so you wanted to protect yourself from ever having that feeling again. And then you got tired or uncomfortable or too hot or too cold or bored, whatever it was, all new feelings to you. Now, you didn't really interpret them as bad feelings, but there was something going on there that was matching an uncomfortable situation and you had an emotion or a feeling and then you attracted thoughts and attracted thoughts based on that. But generally speaking, you were emitting the vibration of authentic love in your early childhood. You were very curious and very interested to learn what everything is and what these people were saying and how this reality works. You were an explorer right from the start. And as soon as you could walk, you ran around and got into things and startled your parents, caused them a little bit of anxiety, and then they told you something. And you interpreted from the perspective of a two-year-old or a three-year-old, it's okay for a while, and then they raised their voice or they grabbed you or put you back to bed or did something that from that perspective didn't seem like love. So you thought maybe you were wrong or bad or should be different than you are because you loved them, accepted them as perfect. So it couldn't be them. It had to be something about you. And then you go to school and you know you're different than everyone else, but they put you all in the same group and they expect you to learn at the same speed and be able to pay attention when you have so much energy and vitality. And because you're at a much higher vibration than others naturally, because you have very strong intentions and you're very powerful and you've done this before and you're highly emotionally sensitive. In a world that does not respect this superpower whatsoever. And so you're told you're wrong and bad and should be different than you are. Maybe you're told you weren't that smart or weren't very good at this or that or the other thing and you had to improve and you had to work hard and you had to be different than you are. You couldn't show those emotions like you were showing them. That wasn't what a man would do. So you adopted this and you adopted that and you created an identity, an identity to make them love you, make them respect you, make them see how good you are. Some of you would have conformed in the situation 
And some of you would have rebelled and said, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them they were wrong the whole time. I'm going to prove to them they're wrong. Because there was something in you that understood your power. They couldn't see it. All they did was tell you you're wrong and bad and want you to be different than you are, but you would not conform because you're not a conformist. But it lit a fire under you and you endeavor to go forward and be interested in these things and get good at these things and use these things as validation for who you are. And then you attracted more thoughts. You also birthed desires too. So those desires were emitting out of you along with that identity. And so you could have, be, and do anything you want in this reality. You are able to explore any aspect of it. There are no rules, no limits whatsoever. And so if you want something, you'll be led to it. If you go willingly, you'll become a vibrational match to this thing you want, and it'll appear in your reality. Well, that's the funny thing about desire. It's an engine of exploration. It puts you on a path towards something, and you will expand on that path. And you may even manifest this thing you think you want. And you may say, well, I have this thing that should prove to others that I'm worthy and good and smart and intelligent and a leader and powerful. But it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do a thing. In fact, it backfires. You don't get the feeling you thought you'd get. So you try again and try again and try again and keep going and keep going. And you're met with manifestation event after manifestation event. Why? Because it's always a ding to that identity. It's always some form of attack on that identity that you want to portray as Jerry. And so does everyone else. You are not alone. This is the design of the system. You could not be here without an identity. But at some point, you'll have to realize that this identity is not getting you what you want. So you say, well, how about this law of attraction thing? How about feeling good? How about appreciation? How about leaning in to connect more with those I love? This should get me what I want. This should be the way to get all my stuff. This should be the way to get all my respect. Well, it's a nice try. And it resonates with who you truly are. And you are remembering much of this. But there's still that identity that's reflecting, reflecting, reflecting. And even this stuff doesn't get you what you want. But you've built a strong identity over years. And you've gotten to a place that you believe through that identity, you've created a wonderful life with wonderful people around you and a wonderful environment, far more grand than many others that you see. Yet for you, it's nothing. For you, it's nothing. And you still can't really feel good. And you still can't really make things happen. And you can't get where you think you should be. And you look at who you are and how loving you are and how patient and accepting you are and how much perfection you can see. And you say, well, with these qualities combined with the power of who I am, I should be way ahead of that person. That doesn't make any sense. How are they doing so well? Look at me and look at them. It's ridiculous. Well, here's the rub for someone like you, for everyone, actually. If you're exploring the limited side of who you are through this identity in the theme that you came here to explore, if you're on that dark side, not a bad side, just this one side of it, the limited side, if you're on that side exploring and something worked, if it actually worked, 
you'd never invert. So it can't work because that's not the system. Does it make sense? You could not be the maverick thrill seeking and successful CEO of a fabulous Fortune 500 company where you were written about in magazines and celebrated and given hundreds of thousands of dollars to give speeches, to write books, to share what you've learned. Couldn't do it from that side because that'd be a reward for exploring the inauthentic version of you. Now, this exploration you've come on here has gotten you to this point where you can invert, where you can say, okay, this identity as Jerry has gotten me a lot. It's been a great exploration. I really enjoy my family and my town and house I live in and some of the accolades that I've had over the year and some of the successes. But it really does explain why things aren't working perfectly in every area. How could they? And the funny thing is, if you were to look at your life area perspective form, you might say, well, I'm a 10 here and a nine here and an eight here and an eight and a half here and a nine here. That's a pretty good life. But again, that's coming from the perspective of the other side of that inversion point. Yeah, sure. From the limited side of the inversion point through that exploration, compared to others, seems like a pretty good life. But not compared to the power that you are or the power that all of you are who are listening now. You, you may not believe it. You may think, no, there's many people who are doing better than me. We want to tell you that there is not. There's no one feeling better than you. There's no one accepting more than you. There's no one understanding the system more than you. There's no one incorporating these ideas more than you. There's no one seeking higher perspectives than you. You are doing everything at the leading edge and leading edge of thought. There's no one. If you look at it from the terms of perspective, there's no one higher. If you look at it from the terms of money or fame or wealth or influence or power or respect, well, sure, but that's easy. That's nothing. You'll see this in leaders and celebrities and famous people and people who have proclaimed to know more experts. When you understand how this reality works and this perspective is the only thing that matters, you will realize, oh, they're on their journey to discover the inauthentic version of themselves. They're trying to pretend that they're real and authentic and know things and are doing well, but you can't know how they feel. And you can pretty much assume that you would not stand it in their body. The way you feel compared to the way they feel, oh, that's a big difference. The confusion that comes at the limited densities in this reality, you all would not believe it. Your brain would feel like mud in comparison to how it feels now. And as you raise your perspective, you get more clarity and feel better. But you have to go to this point where you say, all right, I am going to give up this identity of Jerry. I don't need people to think I'm smart or powerful or a leader. I don't need people to think of anything about me. I don't derive any satisfaction from this inauthentic reality. I am here to give. And when I invert from living from the outside in to living from the inside out, all I'm doing is giving in every area without any regard to anything that I may need because I need nothing. I'm whole and perfect and complete. I need nothing. You're not going to give to get anything back, which means you're not going to do anything that doesn't thrill you, delight you, incorporate every true skill that you have. 
what you're going to do is you're going to see the perfection in others. And by holding them at that perfection, you're going to receive inspiration for them and inspiration for new ideas and new ways of being and new ways of communicating this information. One thing you can look at that's absolutely authentic about you is your ability to command attention through the way that you speak. A natural ability that you brought in with you and has nothing to do with effort or struggle. There could be nothing easier in the way that you communicate. You could be on a stage with 10,000 people in rapt attention to every word that you're saying. How come you're not doing that now? Because you get satisfaction out of it. Oh, look at the 10,000 people that showed up. Look at the $150 that each of them paid. Look at all the hats on the back that I'm getting for my brilliance. Gary was told the other day that he's never had one idea, ever. He hasn't had one good idea, not one, because they're all given to him. You've never had one good thing to say. You've just received the inspiration and said it. And then you said something and it was brilliant and people said, oh my God, that is such a good idea. And then you use it as validation. So I cut you off from this brilliance coming through because you thought it was you and you took some pride in that on those occasions. Well, imagine being a conduit of that brilliance. The only way to do that is to understand it has nothing to do with you other than your ability to leave the tap full on, open it up, lean into it, realize it has nothing to do with you. You are just reaching a vibration so high that the tap is full on and it's flowing all the time. The minute you take credit and prop yourself up with it is the moment you turn off that tap. Tap cannot flow at those lower vibrations because you're not a vibrational match to the non-physical intelligence that's flowing through you. When you take Jerry, that identity, out of the equation, guess what happens? You're full on. And then you feel love and excitement, exhilaration, ecstasy, because what's happening is the love is flowing through you from non-physical and out of you into your physical reality. You're just a pump pumping in all the love, all the brilliance, all the patience and compassion and kindness, all the perfection flowing from you, through you, into your reality to wash on others. doesn't mean anything about you other than you're a very good pipe. That's all you are. You're a clean pipe. Well, there's not a lot of clean pipes around, so take some pride in being a clean pipe, if you will. But the feeling... The feeling, the feeling that will come through living this way, full on, no protection, no defense, no need to make anything happen, always acting on inspiration, always knowing that every experience is going to help you raise your perspective even more, always saying, who am I to, who am I to, who am I to live in such joy, who am I to just be living in the moment in pure freedom and abundance and love. You'd be the luckiest guy in the world. And since there is no luck, no coincidence, no accidents, you'd be who you are, what you intended. 
And all you have to do is look at that fear. Look at everything you think you're going to lose. Look at everything you really want that now may not happen because it's all unnecessary. And say, I give it up. I give myself up. And I step in to who I truly am and the power of that. One day of doing that will prove to you who you are. And on that day, you will say, who am I too? And you'll have to stretch your beliefs to believe it. Because you are source as the creator of this experience of life called Jerry. As soon as Jerry steps aside, you as source step in and you live the life you intended to live. No one's done this yet. No one knows what's going to happen. It's unimaginable. But you came to be one of the first. And so here you are. Congratulations. Now let's get going. Wonderful question. Who's next? I'll ask. Excellent. Well, lots of questions, but probably the one that's giving me the most is relationships. And how do I stop wanting my partner to be different? I know that I'm the source of love in my life, but I'm cutting myself off by my thoughts. And there's so much love there. Why am I doing that to myself? Excellent. Well, relationships, like any other life area, is there to show you who you truly are. Your relationships are a reflection of your perspective. That's it. And we will talk in a very general nature here. So those of you who are new and listening for the first time can understand that your limitation in the area of relationships is due to this identity. And there's a broad range of possibilities for you in romantic relationships. But primarily because of who you think you are and how you think this reality works, you think that you derive love from other people. And essentially, when they're good and behaving themselves and following some role you think is right and doing all the right things and treating you well, you feel love and you interpret that the love is coming from them. They love you. Now, why would they love you? Oh, you must be good. You must be acceptable. There must be some redeeming quality about you. Finally, I'm not this awful thing I think I am. Here's the person here who loves me. And that feels good. But what's happening is you're living the acceptance of who you are for the first time. If that person loves me, I must be okay. And so you just turn and tap on just a bit and it feels good. Let you believe it's, it's from them. You believe that you're feeling from them. Now, a creator cannot believe that because a creator understands that feelings come in regard to how they're interpreting themselves within the reality. If their interpretation is accurate, they feel good. If their interpretation is inaccurate, they feel negative emotion, just the guidance system. But one who believes that outside conditions and people can make them feel something is living, as we say, a victim. Nothing wrong with that. That's what everyone does. That's what all of you do at some point to some level. But it's all due from not understanding who you are and not understanding that you're all connected and not understanding the roles that have been created in society and the ideology of good and bad or right and wrong are all based in fear. So if you let that go and you said, I'm here to express love. And as I express love, acceptance in other words, as I express this knowing of the other person or endeavoring to learn about their perspective, as I express this absolute acceptance of them, I feel good. Why? 
because the love is flowing from source through me to this person. I'm fully connected to my source. That's what feels good. That's what love is. When you judge that person at all, when you judge yourself at all, guess what? You turn off that tap and you don't feel like you feel. And since you're misinterpreting the situation because you wouldn't do that otherwise, you're receiving the guidance of negative emotion. You say, oh, there's something wrong with me. Only because you're interpreting yourself from that victim mentality. Now, to flip that, to invert that, to be who you truly are, you have to say, that other person is simply a reflection of me. They have a perspective completely different than mine. They see me from the view or lens of that perspective, their identity, all that stuff. They're deriving satisfaction in that relationship with me. They want me to be different than I am because they have fears. And so in my acceptance of that, it doesn't matter what they do because I'm flowing love. I'm flowing love. Now, if this is not leading me to a higher and higher and higher perspective, if this relationship is not really going anywhere or not really satisfying in those terms of the creator, well, sure, then I can go on and expect the next generation to come, the next level. But until I've made that decision, I'm going to express love. Now, as the creator, I look at a romantic relationship in the opposite or the inverted of what society says is proper or good or right or respectable. I am not here to control them. I'm not here to create a prison for them. I'm not here to demand anything of them. The other person cannot make me feel anything, especially valued. If you don't feel valued and they're a reflection of you, they're going to make you feel the way you think you should feel or the way you think you do feel every single time. If you do not love yourself, which means accept yourself or know yourself, they will not show you love. They will not show you that they care anything about you. They can't. It would break the law. They came in every case in an agreement to show you who you are in every case without exception. If you do not want to see the parts of you that are hiding, don't get into a relationship. If you think that another person can make you feel whole or good or wonderful, don't get into a relationship because until you do yourself, it's not going to work. If you want to see exactly how you're being in that area of your life, jump on into the first one that comes along, doesn't matter who it is, and you'll get the perfect mirror to how you're feeling. Or invert in this area. Now, to invert would be to absolutely, positively operate in a relationship counter to everything you think is good and right. Imagine the idea of liberation within a relationship. Imagine the idea of endeavoring to understand one's perspective and one's identity and one's true nature and every single thing about the person. Imagine wanting to know more and then to liberate that person, literally. Can you imagine that? Starting a relationship with the idea that 
you are going to show this person how incredible they are and then give them everything they need to leave you and find someone even better than you. Well, why would you not want that? If you love them, you'd want them to find the most wonderful person out there. There's got to be someone out there better than you. You'd want them to find that. And he would say, go, come on. Don't you think this one's nice and this one's smarter than me and this one's doing more? And they would say, no, because there aren't any who will liberate me. All they want to do is put me in a cage. And all you want to do is set me free. To do that, to live in a relationship that way, to approach it that way, you would be exactly who you are in the non-physical. In the non-physical, you love and support everyone wherever they are. And you want them to have experiences that elevate their perspective. And you want them to have everything they want. And you want them to know themselves. And you do not want to put any restrictions on that. And why would you? Of course, why would you? If you were the being that you truly are, that powerful being, sure, of course, there'd be residual jealousy and residual fears based in limiting beliefs that are within you and will always be within you, but they are nothing compared to the magnificence that you are. If you know that the liberation of another in a relationship is what you truly want, then it doesn't matter the fear that pops up because the fear you will know is always absolutely inaccurate. It's nothing. It's a false perception. That's all it is. And if you know that they cannot make you feel good, then you won't expect them to. And if you know that you will not or cannot derive any true satisfaction from how they're being because it has nothing to do with you, then it doesn't matter what they do. And if you realize that when you understand this about yourself, that you are at that level where you are so tuned to the truth of who you are and vibrating at such a high frequency. They cannot stand to be in your presence unless they match that frequency. They cannot stand. They will have to leave you. And so if they were not right for you, if they're not matched to you, they can't be there. They might get frustrated from time to time, but it wouldn't be possible. You see, they're always going to be a match to your vibration or not. If you're in a relationship, say you started one 20 years ago, and you've escalated your vibration, seeing yourself from a higher perspective and understand more about who you are, and started expressing love and acceptance and endeavoring to learn about them more and trusting that you are always taken care of and guided in every step. If you lived like that, you raised your perspective and vibration that high, they'd have two options. In the presence of love, you either become love and raise your own perspective to match it and keep matching it, or you leave. Fear has no other option. Turn into love or leave. And guess what happens? If they turn into love, well, you've just elevated and escalated this entire thing. And now you've become an example. An example that's so necessary and helpful and will have such an effect 
And if they leave, guess what happens? Because of this vibration you're emitting, you are highly attractive. You think it has to do with how you dress or what you say or how you look or how your hair is or any of these things. It's not true. That has nothing to do with it. You cannot attract those at a lower vibration in more fear. And you cannot attract those in a higher vibration in less fear. You can only attract those in a matching vibration. And when you elevate your vibration before endeavoring to go on to initiate a new relationship, if you endeavor to raise your perspective of yourself and say, I am worthy of the most spectacular relationship in the history of the world. Of course, you'll have to get past that point and say, who am I to think I'm worthy of that? I'm just fooling myself. Well, you get there as high as you can believe. But you will attract that which you believe. So why don't you not work on raising your perspective and then acting on the inspiration that flows to you from that perspective and then trusting that you can not make a mistake and then meet people and talk to people and go on dates and communicate and have friendships and have romantic relationships and flings and adventures together and then pick one of them. doesn't matter which one and then set them free. What would happen? If you did that, expect nothing from them. Set them free. Set them free. The moment you get together, set them free. Would they take advantage of you? Not that vibration they wouldn't. They could only take advantage of you at a lower vibration. It's not possible. It wouldn't be a match to who you are. If you are one who could not be taken advantage of, you could not be taken advantage of. It'd be impossible. If you are one who could not be criticized, because it would just bounce off you. It would mean nothing to you because you know yourself so well and you understand them so well. You could not be criticized. It would be impossible. If you were five foot three and someone said, what are you, six foot two or four foot one? You're not going to take that personally. You know how tall you are. But if you're trying to pretend something and someone says something like that, you're going to take offense to it because it does not match the identity you're trying to protect. But if you gave that identity up, you could not be offended. You could not be embarrassed. You could not be insulted. You could not have a negative emotion not be possible if you gave that identity up. And so you are desperately, like everyone else is desperately wanting this person to show you how good you are before you know how good you are. And in this reality, obviously that can't work. But seems like it would. Seems like if you were just something other than what you are, you would have something other than what you have. We say, if you were who you are, you'd have what you want. It's as simple as that. Thank you so much. <laughs> we are so thrilled to see who could push past fear to ask some little question. I will. Excellent. Who is this? It's Karina. But it comes, it comes up as Clarity Sisters on my video. I'm sorry. Um, Never be sorry. There is nothing to be sorry for. Everything you've done, everything you will ever do, everything that's possible for you comes from the perspective that you have had, have now, and will have. You can't do anything differently than that. And so you've done everything perfectly. Thank you. My question, Joshua, is maybe one of your funny ones for an end, but why do I have 
such an affinity and love old people, yet I can't handle children. I absolutely love old people. I like spending time with them. And that's where I feel my truest compassion and love when I'm with old people, even if I don't know them personally. Excellent. You love babies, toddlers, little screaming kids, sticky fingers, loud, boisterous, happy, sad, crying, teenagers, rebellious teenagers, conservative teenagers, mean teenagers, young people, lost people, people who think they know things, people who, who are experts, people who think they know more than you, people your age, and old people. You love them all. But there's something that is a little bit easier for you when you're around those people, because you are choosing a perspective that allows you to feel love. You are accepting in that area. You said, I like being with them. There's something about them that allows me to have that tap on. When I'm in the presence of them, I'm in more acceptance. I feel like myself. I don't have to put on any airs or try to be different than I am. But with the others, whew, it's a struggle to be around those people. This and that and the other thing. And we say, no, you have the ability to love and accept every single person, every single thing, every single experience. You can do it all in joy. Everything you can do in joy. Some things are easier just to show you what it's like. If you have a passion or interest and you dive into that and you feel good from that, it's just an indication to show you that life could be like this. If you love movies or books or even these kind of conversations, this kind of material, it's just because it's part of who you are. You are designed to love it all. As the creator of it all, why not love it all? Since you're the creator of it all and you create perfectly, flawlessly, in absolute alignment with who you truly are. But some of your creations you judge. Some of your creations you believe are outside of you. Some of your creations you believe have nothing to do with you and shouldn't even be in your reality. If they were not in your reality, what would happen? Well, the interaction with them would not bring negative emotion. Now, the nice thing about this reality is you cannot snap your fingers and manifest what you think you want. Because what would you do? You spend most of your time getting rid of that which you did not like. In this reality, to feel joy, to align with who you truly are, to have any power, in fact, to live the life that you intend to live, you accept more. That's all you do. And that which you accept now and how good that feels and how easy that is, that is a wonderful little illustration of what could be had in every single area of your life. Yes, I get it now. Yeah. Thank you. Why would you not like chocolate ice cream and prefer vanilla? Does it make any sense? Why do you think that you have a preference today that you used to have 20 years ago when you're a completely different person? Why do you hold on to resentment? Because you felt negative emotion that something happened, but that thing always happened for you to bring you here right now. But who could you possibly be 
that would be able to have joy with every person and every experience and everything. How could you be that one person in the history of the world that could do that? You'd have to be something special. You'd have to be something different than you think you are. You'd have to change your mind about yourself. You'd have to figure out some new way of being. You'd have to drop the longing to be this, that, or the other thing, or to have something outside of you make you feel something. You'd have to give up the things about your life that you think are good. That's just a side effect of the power of who you are. And you have to give up everything you think is bad or wrong. You'd have to give up the notion that there could be anything is wrong or bad or imperfect or better or worse or any of this stuff. You'd have to give up protecting yourself. You'd have to expose yourself. You'd have to drop your guard. You'd have to lean in. You'd have to be willing to encounter negative emotion. Now, how would you do this? Well, you say, I am a magnificent, eternal, limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. I'll take that definition. Or I'm Karina. Okay. Well, it's a lot easier to believe I'm Karina than this magnificent being over here. But Joshua tells me that Karina thing is not true and the eternal magnificent being thing is true. So let's just play with this idea here. What if I am this wonderful being and I'm not this Karina thing? Okay. So to get from where you are now to this truth of you, you'll have to rethink everything. Everything you learned, everything you've been taught, everything society says, and stand on your own terms as if you know everything and not everyone else. You know what's right for you. You have an inner self. You have perfect guidance. You have designed this life perfectly. And you are emotionally sensitive. And you're gifted. And you're talented. And you think differently. And you have traits. And you have this interesting childhood and this interesting relationship with your sisters and your family and upbringing and all this stuff that nobody else has. Okay. Yet, because you're emotionally sensitive, you feel these negative emotions intensely and you say, I don't want any more of those feelings. And so to stop those feelings coming in, I'm going to put up barriers and protect myself and live this way and not get involved in anything that could bring up negative emotion. I'm not going to try that. What happens if this happens? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to jump into that activity or passion or experience. I'm going to play it as safe as possible. So I avoid negative emotion. What if you thought negative emotion was a gift, a package? What if you thought all the negative emotions is showing me a limitation? Now, am I this limited person or am I this expanded person? Am I this perfect or imperfect person? Okay, hold on here. This imperfect person could not exist without the limitations of a belief system that wasn't accurate. And negative emotion could not come to you unless you were believing this is true. Because if you believe this was true, this limitless being that you are, if you believe that was true, if you live that way, could anyone insult you? 
Could anyone do anything to you? Could anyone treat you other than who you are? Now, if you're trying to get that to avoid negative emotion, well, that's a different story. But if you think, why not let's move closer and closer and closer and closer to this? And how do I do that? I discover limitations I've imposed on myself in the form of beliefs that are not true. How do I discover that? Well, could I think of them? Yeah, you could write down a few, but you can't think of them all. So you rely on the universe to bring you that which is a match to these limitations in the form of manifestation events. So you have an interaction and you believe something caused you to feel negative emotion. And then you stop and think, okay, in that moment, I was feeling like a victim. This higher version of me would never think that way because the higher version of me thinks of me as a creator. This version of Karina thinks of me in this situation as a victim. This person did something to me. You sort of have a new idea now that everything is happening for you. So they can't do anything to you. They can only bring you an experience to reflect a limitation. And you now have the opportunity to identify that limitation. What's that limitation? A belief is not true. A belief that doesn't have all the information. A raggedy, not well put together belief. Formed when? In childhood? From a perspective of a child that didn't know as much as you know now? Hadn't gone through all the experience and all the teachings and all the stuff that you've gravitated towards? Hasn't gotten to this perspective where you are now? Okay, now you can reinterpret everything as, is this showing me a limitation? Or is this showing me who I truly am? Show me a limitation? Great. Let's prove that's not true. I'm not this. I'm not that. Stand for a higher purpose, for a higher reason of being. You do not need to get anything from anyone or anything. You do not need to cobble together some money to support yourself. That's all effort and struggle. That's all matter moving matter. You are energy over here. You are all that is over here in your reality. And you've created everything perfectly your entire life, every moment perfectly. And it's showing you, are you more like this, the creator, or are you more like this, the victim? If you feel negative emotion, showing you that in that moment, you're being like the victim. Are you feeling positive emotion in that moment? You're feeling like the creator. Move towards the creator by understanding that none of this identity that you think you need is true. What will people think? What will people think? What will You've heard people say, you shouldn't care about that. Maybe that's in your DNA. Maybe that's in past lives. Maybe there's something in the density that you're in where that is something you think about a lot. You don't know. You don't know what it is. You don't know where it came from. You don't know why it's so strong. Upbringing, culture, society, school, past lives, DNA, you don't know, but it's there. But what happens if you process one limiting belief? You elevate your perspective. You fill in the missing information in limiting belief. You alchemize it. Now it's an empowering belief. You have an experience. You see yourself as more. You raise out of densities. You heal the inner child. You heal the past versions of you. 
you elevate past life versions of you. You alter your DNA. You become an example of the power that you are. You affect the mass consciousness of the planet. You are a beam of light shining to all of it all at the same time. And you get to turn it down to dim or switch it on to bright and you get to feel something. And if you call it bad, then call it bad. Who cares? And if you call it good, call it good. But it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with this Karina identity. This is just this little contextual thing you get to play with. But you can cast it away and be anything, anything you want. And so we say, go to the park, play with the little kids, and let the other people think that's a bit weird. That lady just jumping in the sandbox with those kids and shoveling sandcastles with them and giggling with them and imagining with them. And he said, yeah, they should think that's weird from where they are. Good for them, but they don't know where I am because I'm up here and I'm here for them and they're here for me. And if their comments, their glares, their innuendos cause me to feel a bit of negative emotion, I just found another limiting belief. So there's a bright light within me that has the power to illuminate this entire planet and lift everyone up and bring everyone to another level and be the example and shift that DNA in, raise a perspective of all past lives, all future lives. This point where you are now, imagine that bursting open and you becoming who you are. You. you would not care. It would not matter. It would be just who you are. But you close it in with these limitations and this whole trajectory and this neat little life that you planned and these intentions you had and this personality and this power and this, these abilities that you have and this family that you have. It's all coming together, not a coincidence, putting you in a little tiny little pill and keeping you small, but at any time you can burst free of that pill. That's all that is. That's the game you came to play. That's the game they came to play. And when you burst out of that, they said, oh, maybe I can burst out of mine too. And then these pills are popping everywhere. Bing, 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 and bursts of light. And suddenly, the darkness is gone. That's your power. That's your sister's power. That's your friend's power. That's all of their powers. Who's going to show it first? Well, just like pushing past fear to ask, what could be the most interesting question in the history of all time? You just push past fear one day after the next. And you are not afraid of anything at all. And when you say, I don't want to do that, just say, I'm afraid of that. I don't prefer that. Just say, I'm afraid of that. I didn't like what they did over there. Say, I'm afraid of what they did over there. I don't like your attitude. I'm afraid of your attitude. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm in fear. I'm in fear. I'm in fear. When you admit that you're in fear, you're going to laugh 
at everything you think you're afraid of. Because a powerful being like you, who's eternal, magnificent, limitless, who has never felt fear outside of this reality, would laugh at the notion that there's anything to fear. And so when you start talking in those terms, you're going to laugh. I'm afraid there's too much cream in my coffee. I'm afraid they didn't get this order right. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. You're not afraid of anything. You just try to protect yourself from a perspective that is not, will not, has never been true. The only truth of you is this creator, this magnificent, limitless, eternal being of pure, positive, love, and, love and whatever else there is. Pure, positive, love, and acceptance. Oh, acceptance. I accept old people. I'm not afraid of old people. I accept. I don't know why I do, but I just do. And if you can accept in that area, you can accept in every single area of your life, as long as you identify that everything else is fear, except for this one thing, except for the thing that you love. It's either one or the other, love or fear. And so if you don't love it, you fear it. And a magnificent being like you has no fear. You are fearless. That's why you're here. The proof is that's why you're here. You know how many souls there are? And you know how many come here? Infinitesimally small. I'm not trying that earth thing out. That's crazy. There's no way I'm going down there. You're nuts. But you are expanded. I have to give you that. And you are creating things up here in the non-physical that couldn't be created otherwise. Got to give you that. And I'm looking at you and I'm going, what must it be like to be that powerful? One day, one day, maybe I'll give it a go. You walk around the non-physical like you own the place. That's how big you are. And the only place you get to feel small is here. So big, big here, great. Be small here, great. You cannot get it wrong. But when you turn to the non-physical, you'll say, that's hilarious that I was afraid of that. And if you think about that now, you'll know it's hilarious too. We have enjoyed this interaction with some of the most fearless explorers in the history of physical reality. If you can see yourselves like we see you, there's nothing that could stop you. So don't let anything stop you. Dive in fully to everything and just understand it's a little bit of fear based in a belief system that's not true, based in an identity that's not true, based in a way of viewing reality and other people that's not true. And if you feel fear about anything, guess what? You can know for sure it's not true. And with that, we are complete. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. 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 Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Have you noticed that Joshua is changing a bit here? These opening statements are so much longer, and they're really going deep into these subjects. And you might be hearing this at a totally new level, and your perspective is shifting because you're starting to understand how this works. One thing that's interesting is that in this episode and most of the recent episodes and even the whole QLT program, which is quantum life theory, it's all about this identity that we come in with a little bit because in our DNA partially, 
Then we have this setup of our birth and then all these experiences that we have in youth and we form an identity. Then really this identity is completely false because the only true identity is that you are a magnificent, limitless, eternal being of pure, positive love and acceptance. That's the one identity. But our identities let us you know, navigate this reality and have experiences and have desires and try and get things and all that stuff. And at some point, it doesn't work. There's obvious areas of your life that are not working. And then you invert from living the outside in to the inside out, living for me, and then flipping that to for we. This has become a huge thing, this inversion point. This is the key to this life. So imagine you come in, you want to experience a whole experience. And so you come in, form an identity, takes you on a trajectory and nothing works and you effort and struggle and you do what you're supposed to do and work hard and all that stuff. And then you say, well, this doesn't work. And then you find these teachings or some other teachings and you come to a point where you realize, oh, I've been living only for me, trying to get what I think I need. And that absolutely does not work because this is the feeling reality and that doesn't ever feel good. And then you invert and they start to change and say, well, how am I being that would make someone upset or how am I being that makes me upset? What's it all about? Well, it's about this identity that was never true. It's such a limiting thing. Then you start letting that go and expanding that and finding that you cannot get upset anymore because without the identity being so rigid, no one can embarrass you or insult you or any of this stuff. So wouldn't that be worth everything if you could not get upset because you don't have limiting beliefs tied to an identity that was never true and you exist in a state of joy? What Joshua has been doing and white light is showing us ways to raise our perspective. And it turns out the way to raise your perspective the highest is to let go of that identity. Then you get into this lighter, less dense reality. Your thoughts start to be clearer and your inspiration comes and your intuitive abilities come online and everything you truly want starts to flow easily, but you cannot be that person you thought you were because that person wasn't real. It's not as hard to let go of that identity as you think. You're really not deriving any satisfaction from it. You have to be authentic. That obviously is not that easy when you think about it from where you are. But as you start letting go of the identity, it becomes much easier because now you're not holding on to anything. And if you haven't taken any courses yet, in two weeks, we'll start another foundations course. Send me an email, send all the information. If you've taken any other courses and you want to keep involved, lots of boot campers and lots of basic training people and lots of Ascension experience people have taken this foundations course. It's the most recent thing, high vibrational thing. It'll shift your perspective to a completely new level where you're ready to go on the next thing. And really the next thing is to listen to the inspiration. So think about the inspiration. Think about your, why you're not acting. If you could figure out a way to soften that identity and to see yourself from a higher perspective, you would feel so much better and you would actually move into lighter densities. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing you want more than that because this is the feeling reality. And all you ever want to do is feel good. This is how you feel good by shifting your perspective and letting go of that identity. All right. Thanks again for being here. Make sure you share this with your friends. Don't be afraid. They're going to love you for it. So will I. See you next time.
Bye.